Welcome, everybody, to the special baseball episode of the Sports Nuts and Beer Guts podcast. Today, I am uh, joined with two of my uh, best baseball friends, uh, Alan Wallace, who I played baseball with at Johnson Bible College, and Douglas Martin, who is a former Tennessee Tech baseball legend, and by legend, I mean bullpen catcher. Welcome, fellas, to the show. How's it going, everybody? What's up? Not much. As we get ready for uh, this baseball, we're going to talk a lot about the postseason. Talk a little bit about some random, random stuff going on. And one thing we probably won't uh, talk about is we're not going to hear this song this postseason. Keep playing it. I love it. Keep playing it. Let's go all the way to the house. Sorry about you know, that, AWOL. It's, it's been a great five-year run. I am not mad. Uh, I'm a little sad about Joe Man, but I expected it. So, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I will have to say, as a St. Louis Cardinals fan, that that's the first and only time that I've ever been happy to hear that song played. Um, Chris, you didn't tell me that Doug was a Cardinals fan. I can no longer do this podcast. <laughs> uh, it's understandable. I, I have the same feelings about the, the Cardinals. <laughs> um, let, let's go ahead and pour one out for Joe Madden. He uh, he gave you a World Series. He did. Or, or helped you, at least. In my opinion, best manager in Cubs history. Um, the best one I've known in my lifetime, that's for sure. Are you saying he's better than Dusty Baker? Uh, um, that's not even close. Uh, yes, way better than Dusty Baker. Also, and as a Cardinals fan, I really hope Dusty Baker comes back to manage the Chicago Cubs. Oh my gosh. Dear uh, Lord, no, no, no. Hey, well, who do you want to uh, be the next uh, Cubs manager? I have been saying this for about two months now. I would love to see David Ross be the next Cubs manager. I don't know if he's wanting to manage, but if he is, I would love to see it. So David Ross, that's my prediction for the next Cubs manager. Doug, you can appreciate that as a former catcher, right? Uh, yeah, I think I actually saw something. I don't know if it was Twitter or ESPN or something today where he actually may have like expressed interest in it. Um, I, I could see that out of him personally if he's not too busy, you know, like dancing with the stars or something like that. <laughs> He's 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 the I mean, there's a lot of former catchers who have had success as managers and he was a great leader, clubhouse leader. Guys loved him in Chicago. He's obviously a legend there. So I think I think it'd be a great fit. I uh, yeah, that, that would be my choice. Oh, Cubs are kind of my second favorite team. Thanks to the WGN days, which apparently are no more. Mm, uh, thankfully. Damn it, Douglas. <laughs> we may just like kick you off this call. No, no hate on the Cubs. You know, you're a Cardinals fan. Did, uh, didn't, the, didn't the Cubs, uh, they like, didn't Harry Carey, he was the announcer for the oh, yeah. Cardinals before he was announced for the Cubs? He was. Uh, yes. Yeah. I know. It's very interesting that, that it worked out that way, but he obviously knew what the better team was. Yeah. Who's got more world championships? I, Doug, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about. It. 
Well, if you listen to uh, the podcast regularly, we always have a one segment. It's called Chuck, Sip, and Pour. It's uh, definitely our most popular among our listeners. So today we're going to do a special baseball Chuck, Sip, and Pour because, uh, well, the other two guys that do the podcast with hate baseball and y'all love baseball. So here goes. I don't know if y'all saw, but uh, Mike Miner was going for 200 strikeouts against the Red Sox. Um, I think it was Friday night. And Mike Miner told his first baseman to drop a foul ball so he could try to get his 200 strikeout. Next pitch, he gets his 200, 200 strikeout. Um, Chuck Zipper poor, Mike Miner telling his uh, first baseman to drop the foul ball. Uh, personally, I'm, I'm going to sip this one. I mean, Mike Miner, he's had uh, a decent career throughout the years. Um, and if you'll remember back, I'm not putting him obviously in the same category as Derek Jeter, but on Jeter's last at bat with the Yankees, it's like everyone knew the catcher was telling him, Hey, we're going to hang one over the outside of the plate so you can hit your, um, you know, backside special to walk off this game. So I'm going to sip that one. I'm chugging it. I love it. Um, uh, when I saw it, I just, I, I just thought it made me happy. So I, I saw that um, there was like some media guy who was saying that there would be an asterisk. There should put an asterisk by it. Like who cares? Like he's not breaking anyone's record. And Mike Miners had several like career-threatening injuries that he's worked through. Um, Tommy John surgery being one of them, and. You know, 200 strikeouts. I mean, he might even have gotten like a, a bonus for it. So I think it's awesome. I think it's, I mean, I loved it. So I'm, I'm definitely chugging it. I, I'm with AWOL on this one. I'm chugging all day. I think uh, both teams were eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, they had really nothing to play for. So why not go for some personal stats there, especially into the season? Uh, 200 strikeouts for a guy that, as AWOL said, has had multiple arm issues. Um, it's kind of amazing he stayed healthy enough this year to actually get to the 200 strikeouts, pitch a full season. It's I can't tell you the last time that actually happened for him. So chugging it, loved it. Uh, the Red Sox people that were mad about it kind of feel they're salty about it. It is what it is. So and it, chugging there's, it. There's a you know in football uh, last year. I don't know if you guys remember like the 49ers pretty much trying to get George Kittle to break the the record for most yards by a tight end. Like they weren't in the, in the postseason, but you know, it didn't matter. Like, you know, sometimes just padding stats. I think I'm fine with it. As as a Colts fan, like Peyton Manning used to do that every week, 17, he would come in for like one or two series and get his receivers to a hundred catches, Wayne and Harrison, uh, get him to to 5,000 yards or whatever yardage mark he was wanting to get to or touchdowns. Uh, That was, that was like a go-to Peyton Manning special is, he would play until he got the stats, and then he'd be out of the game week 17. So it does happen. Or Russell Westbrook, triple-double. Oh, yeah. The dude padded his stats for an entire year. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, next one, Chuck Zipper Poor, King Felix as a Hall of Famer. This one's tough. Uh, he was dominant for, I don't know, eight to ten years stretch. Won a Cy Young. With while only winning like nine or ten games that year, um, played for the same team his entire career, which I find some value in. I know some some people don't don't think so, but I, I find some value in that. Uh, he was kind of the face of that franchise after Ken Griffey Jr. moved on. 
and after Ichiro as well. I mean, Ichiro was there at the same time, but he kind of was still there after Ichiro left as well. So I guess I'm just going to sip it because I'm not sure if he gets in. Um, the stats aren't quite there as far as a career, uh, but he was dominant for you know a good chunk of time, which is goes a long way. So I'm going to I'm going to sip it. Douglas, I'm going to pour this one completely out. Um, I'm a fan of King Felix, and I know as you mentioned, he did win one Cy Young. I'm looking right now; his record was 13 and 12 that year. Um, his overall win loss was 169 wins and 136 losses, with a career ERA of 3.42. Which, granted, I get he didn't play on a good team. Um, I do respect the fact that he played for the same team his whole career. But also, uh, in just some reference, I look at Kurt Schilling's overall record. His wins, he had more wins, uh, his ERA was better, and his war was better. And Kurt Schilling has been denied, I think, two, maybe three times. Well, that's for... because Kurt Schilling's an ass. <laughs> True. It also may yes. have something to do with his personality. But until I think, I think we agree, though. In, I, I, I think King Felix doesn't deserve it. Hey, well, would you agree Kurt Schilling's Hall of Famer? Yeah, 100%. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and like I said, he still has time. I think he's up for still a couple more um, years for voting, but he hasn't made it. So, if he makes it, we'll talk about it. But until then, I don't think Felix. I don't think Felix gets it. Um, how old do you think King Felix is? Currently, how old? currently, um, he's like thirty four ish. That's I would have said thirty four, thirty five. He's thirty three. I, I would have swore he was like thirty eight. I forget he came up when he was 19. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Dang. I'm, I'm going to chug him being a Hall of Famer. Um, he played on bad teams. He was a dominant pitcher. Um, people in Seattle literally went to the ballpark every fifth day just to watch him pitch because they had nothing else to cheer for. Uh, and he did go on, he went on a 10 year stretch where he pitched. At least 190 innings. Uh, he, he maxed out at 249 innings. Uh, that would have been his Cy Young year in 2010. Um, I, I like to reward dominant players. I know his career awards at 50. It's kind of below the threshold for Hall of Famers, but he was dominant. His last last couple of years have been just brutal. I mean, he's he's throwing like an 87 mile hour fastball. It's just there's nothing left on it. So. I'm chugging a hall, as a Hall of Famer. I think he, I think he gets in. Plus, he's a likable person, which apparently matters because Kurt Schilling's not. <laughs> also, very true. Um, this next one's uh, something a month ago. I didn't think would be a topic because I thought Mike Trout was for sure going to be the uh, MVP, but he's basically missed the last month of the season. So, chug sipper poor Mike Trout as an AL MVP this year. Man, that's a tough one because he was like, yeah, in the driver's seat for sure. Still has stats to be MVP, but missing the last month is a big deal. Um, I'm going to sip it. Um, Alex Bregman's got a legit shot at it, I think. Um, He's on the best team in the American League. He's probably been their best hitter this year. Um. How many how many years can Trout be denied? I mean, he's obviously the best player in baseball. It's uh, it's almost like sometimes they don't vote for, vote for him because it's kind of boring, kind of like LeBron in the NBA. Uh, you know, you try to vote for somebody else just because somebody's so dominant. So I'm going to sip it. 
I personally, I'm going to chug it. Uh, AWOL kind of touched on it. I feel like um, Trout has been denied at least probably two to three years when he definitely deserved it. Uh, yeah, Bregman and LeMahieu or whatever his freaking name is at New York um, have really good numbers. But also, look at the players that they're surrounded with. I mean, they're seeing a whole lot of really good pitches because of the players that bat behind them in their lineup. Trout, on the other hand, who else has he got playing with him? Like, he's got to hit pitches out of the zone for really good hits because they're not throwing him that great of pitches. Where the other guys, they're seeing a lot more pitches because they're surrounded with really good players. So I'm going to chug it. It's a good point. What about... What about former uh, Cardinal great Albert Pujols hitting behind him? Okay, well, um, about half the time these days because uh, his uh, probably not going to be around too much longer. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm really torn on this. It's a uh, it really is a toss up between Trout and Bregman for me. Bregman plays on the best team in baseball, in my opinion. Uh, Trout's WAR is zero point one better than Bregman, and Trout did that in a month less, so. I tend to think I'm a, I'm gonna sip it. I think Trout wins it. If you voted Bregman, I wouldn't argue with you. If you voted Marcus Simeon, I guess I could see it, but I probably would roll my eyes. Um, <laughs> is is he your, is he your number three? I mean, that's that's pretty crazy to think. Is he your number three? I based on War, he's the number three. Uh, Oakland's making the playoffs. Uh, Matt Chapman, that left side of the infield is why they're making the playoffs. So, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I I mean number three could go also could go to Cole or Verlander, uh, whichever pitcher you want because they've been outstanding. No, no pitcher should yeah. be in the MVP race. Well, I mean they didn't say they don't say like hitters only. It's not like a hitters only award there. Okay, well what hitter can win the Cy Young? They have their award. They have their MVP. It's called the Cy Young. MVP should be for hitters. Mm. But MVP is like best player in that league. Not best hitter. I don't know. I'm torn on that, but I mean, I think a pitcher should be able to win. I mean, Verlander did it that year. He won. He deserved it. So Cole and Verlander both been amazing. I think it's an extenuating circumstance thing there where if there's not an outstanding hitter that just stands out and there is a pitcher, I could see a pitcher winning it and deserving to win it. Uh, I think they should cut a line in between them just because there's a hitter can't win the Cy Young. There should be basically the Cy Young is the best pitcher and the MVP is the best batter. Just personal they could, opinion. They could rename that. Yeah. I'm okay yeah. with that. I mean, that's fine. It's a good thought. Not the worst idea in the world. Yeah. Um, This is one that me and Douglas uh, have had a bet on. I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose that bet. <laughs> but I think by uh, opening day 2020 is when the bet is has to be paid out. Um, National League adopting the DH. Uh, Chuck Zipperpore, the DH in the National League. I'll start this one. Um, I'm over many years of thought. I'm, I'm actually going to sip this one now, Chris. I think you'll you, you, you should Thank be surprised. The Lord, seeing the light. <laughs> uh, in in the past, I, I, I probably would have poured this one out just because I'm a big fan of tradition and all that sort of things. But then I can't remember if it was two, maybe three years ago when Adam Wainwright was pitching really, really well for about two games, and then I can't remember if he took a pitch off the ankle or fouled one off the ankle one and put him out for the season. I think it was at that point I was like, yeah, why in the heck are these freaking guys at the plate? They should just be pitching and pitching only. So I'm, I'm going to sip this one. Man, 
Doug, I think I'm just like you. I've always, always thought I love the NL because we don't have the stupid DH. Not because I like watching pitchers hit, because I don't. But I like the double switch and the strategy involved with it. I also like that the, there is a difference between the NL and the AL. But I'm going to sip it as well, only because it does make for a little bit better baseball. And as a baseball fan, I like to see people enjoy baseball. And so we're not we're not helping people enjoy baseball by making pitchers hit. And so if you're scoring more runs, people are going to watch. So I'm going to sip it. But also, real quick, not to interrupt you, how with all of the interleague play that we have now, how funny is it to watch the AL guys um, try to pick up a baseball bat and swing it? The disgrace. They are, they're terrible. <laughs> I, I'm obviously chugging that one. I, I hate watching pitchers hit. Uh, today's game is, especially with pitchers, it, it's, it's a lot of specialization. Like pitchers pitch, they do a damn good job at pitching, I, and they suck at hitting. They don't spend any time hitting. They, they don't spend any time bunting. Uh, pitchers hit about a buck twenty for the year, which is uh, just just a little worse than Billy Hamilton. Not much. <laughs> Can't hit. Uh, if he could, uh, could you imagine? Oh my. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Reds tried it for about five years and it just never worked out. <laughs> uh, I I just think there's so much specialization in today's game that pitchers are great at pitching, and there's no sense in risking injury. I mean, if you're, I mean, some pitchers like to hit like Madison Bumgarner. And even though he hits home runs from time to time, he's still a really bad hitter by like MLB hitting standards. So I'm, I'm chugging the DH. They need it. I do miss the strategy, as Awal mentioned. I, I like double switches. Uh, I understand the situ- situational. You, if you have a pitcher up, you bond him over to get, because I mean, he's just going to get out or hit into double play otherwise. Um, but yeah, it's the DH. Just it's time for a DH. Plus, it it lets hitters hang on a little longer. Like your big poppies, there would be no big poppy if it wasn't for the DH. I do like that part about it. That hitters can hang on, and you know, your Nelson Cruz still hammering like home runs, thirty nine years old. Yeah, so I like that part. Well, that's gonna wrap up the chug sip and pour segment, and uh, now we're gonna break down the the Major League Baseball playoffs. We'll start this in with the American League. Uh, The two wildcard teams are the Tampa Bay Rays, and they're playing at Oakland to open up the playoffs in a one-game winner-takes-all. Winner gets to go face the Astros. Congratulations. Uh, How do you all see this game playing out, Awol? All right, so I'm trying to look starting pitchers. You guys know the starting pitchers on this one yet? Um, I think Oakland's going to be Mania and... Looks like uh, Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton. Yep, for Uncle the Charlie Morton. Shout out John Ballstadt. <laughs> um, I like Oakland. I like Oakland. It's at. I mean, it's at home. Um, those fans aren't there during the season, but they do get rowdy come the postseason, and um, they just seem to have a knack for winning. So, I like Oakland to win this one. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of the same way. Um, as Chris mentioned, uh, the winner gets to go play Houston, so congratulations. Um, I do see <laughs> Oakland winning this game uh, just because they're at home, and like AWOL said, their fans actually do show up whenever it gets towards the end of the season, and they're pretty hot. And, you know, Tampa Bay's fans, they don't even show up when it's a home game. So 
Oakland's going to win this game, um, and then they're going to go lose probably um, each game whenever they play at Houston. So, congratulations, Oakland! You made it to the first round. <laughs> I, I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm going with Oakland as well. Uh, the home the home field advantage is 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 literally was going to be the determinant factor for me. I think in a one game playoff, Tampa Bay might have actually showed up to the to the trop and had a respectable crowd, but. Oakland, there's something about them. I, I like the team. They they tend to be fun to watch. They also get quite creative with their starting rotation and bullpen usage. Uh, Tampa does the same thing. So could be interesting, but I'm, I'm going to Oakland on this one. Uh, we'll stick with the AL playoffs, and we'll go through it first. So Houston versus either team. Does either team have any shot at beating Houston? Uh, with those three pitchers, with uh, Cole, Verlander, and Grinky, I would I would say no. I would be shocked if any either of those two teams could beat Houston. Uh, my money would be on Houston for sure. Yeah, unless Houston decides to play like their double A team for the whole series, um, I'm pretty sure they're going to um, waltz their way into the next round. The the only concern I have with Houston is. Justin Verlander tends to give up a lot of home runs. He he has been kind of well, bit because, by that. That's because of the juice ball, though, Chris. We know about that. Well, it's the <laughs> juice ball. Are they still playing with the juice ball or not in the playoffs? Uh, I think they're changing it for October. I think they're putting a new rule. Actually, might you never know with MLB. <laughs> uh, he, gave like, up, he gave up like I don't know. I don't know where he was in the in the uh, in the league standings, but I mean, um, or the league leaders. But I mean, he gave up like. Probably top five home runs this year, but like his ERA was still like two point five. His whip was like point eight. Yeah, crazy. It was insane. But in the playoffs, like I feel like I don't know. Close ball games, home runs tend to be the difference. There's there's still no way I'm picking against Houston. The lineup stacked in those top three. Even if Wade Miley's your fourth, I mean, would y'all be opposed to Houston just going a three man rotation the whole way through? Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I don't think they do that just because they're looking ahead to the next round and they know, I mean, I know it's October and you've got to play to the game that you're playing with, but I feel like whichever team they play, um, Wade Miley can take care of business if he has to, just with the stacked offensive lineup that they have. Yeah, I, I think um, in the first, well, I guess second round, if you're counting the wild cards, the first round, so in the um, division round, they can do the three-man rotation. Um, so if they get to a fifth game, they're going to throw one of their aces. And then once they get to the – if they get to the uh, LCS, then I think they're going to have to go with a, with a Wade Miley or someone, you know, a fourth starter at that point if, if it comes down to that. I would agree. Um, the next uh, AL matchup, this is one I think could be intriguing because both teams are – they're very similar. Uh, the Yankees versus Twins. Um. Over under the uh, fourth inning when we see uh, both bullpens in the game for this one in game one. <laughs> that's that's really interesting. I haven't thought about, but yeah, that that could be true. I mean, you're looking at both teams who like to put up a lot of runs, and I I don't know. It it could be an interesting series for sure. Didn't both teams hit? I know the Twins did. Didn't both teams hit like? 300 home runs this year. 300 home runs is what I was thinking. Insane. 
I, I'd probably go under on that um, by the fourth <laughs> inning. They'd be well, and and playoff games too. Like managers seem tend oh, to that, go that to least their, short. Right. Yeah, they tend to go to their bullpen much quicker in, in the bull. Yeah, in the uh, playoffs. So uh, I'd probably go under on that. It's going to be a really interesting series, though. Um, obviously, the the Yankees are going to be favored, um, but I don't know if I count the Twins out. They've surprised me all year long. That lineup is is very legit as far as power goes, um, and especially playing in Yankee Stadium, as Doug's mentioned once, uh, it, it's kind of right field. It's just it's a bloop and it gets out of there. So you get Cruz, Sano. I mean, just opposite field power for those two guys. It's oh, this this series could be one of these like five hour games that goes nine innings, just constant pitching changes. You may have a a ten to nine game. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I think yeah, I think there'll be a lot of runs scored. I, I think the tendency would be to lean Yankees, but does it, did, did either one of y'all feel that strong about it? I don't. No, I don't. I personally do not either. I mean, the Twins—they've—they've they've kind of had an outlier year this year with all their power that they've hit. Like you guys mentioned, they hit over 300 home runs this year. I—I I think this one could possibly come down to the wire. I mean, I would have to favor the Yankees with with all of their big names that they have, but it—it it could go either way for me. I—I I definitely agree on that one. The Twins have the better ace, you know. I mean the. Yankees, they have Severino back is, now, but I, Severino, I don't know if you trust him. Yeah. Yeah. And so, is uh, James Burry, Paxton their ace right now? I, I, I guess so. I, I mean, uh, yeah. he's better than Tanaka, so I'd say Tanaka's probably James awful, Paxton. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the Twins have uh, Jose Barrios, so I mean, I would trust him in a big game over anybody the Yankees have. Yeah, it's, it's really a toss up. I might even look at the uh, bullpens. I think the Yankees bullpen has a little more depth to it. Oh yeah, um, the Yankees bullpen is is stacked. So that could be the uh, that could be my tiebreaker in the series. Is just because both both starting rotations are just garbage. Both lineups are great, and I might just I might just look at the bullpen and give the slide edge to the Yankees, and that's why I picked them. Um, okay. If if either team advanced. Um, Either team versus Houston. Um, any chance Houston loses? <laughs> I mean, the Yankees can hit with them. I, I, honestly, either team can hit with them, but I, I'm picking Houston to go go to the World Series. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna say no. But I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping for some good series. I, 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 I get excited about the postseason, but I I get bummed when they're the quick series. So I want to see I want to see some competitive, you know, especially uh, once we you know, get some five game series in the DS and maybe even some six or seven game series in the the LCS. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. Um, I'm kind of with a wall on this. Um, I, I want to see some good baseball, but it's just it's hard. I mean, when you look at the, the Astros roster, I mean, they're just so stacked. I mean, yeah, the Yankees or the twins, either one, if they get to that series, assuming that Houston makes it to the LCS <clears throat> that, you know, they've got the firepower to hang in there with them. But also whenever you're, you've got really good firepower, you've got to look at the start and rotation that Houston has. I mean, 
they may have really good firepower against decent pitchers, but Houston has three, you know, basically Cy Young winning pitchers. So it's hard to bet against Houston in that series. Uh, co-sign that one. I think all three of us are picking the Astros to win the American League. And I don't know that they're really going to be challenged because they're the only American League team that actually has the starting rotation. And they have the offense to go with it to to hit with other teams. So Houston all the way for me on this one. Next one, the National League side. All three of us are fans of National League teams. So um, this one could get interesting. We'll start with the NL wild card. Oh, well, hold, on, hold on one second. I'm going to interrupt you real fast, Chris. All three of us are teams of National League teams. But do all three of us have a National League team playing? This October, oh, or... Doug, don't rub it in. <laughs> don't. That's funny. I w- oh, gosh, don't rub it in. I was, I was gonna speak nicely of the Cardinals. I, I honestly did not expect the Cardinals <laughs> to be good this year. <laughs> it's okay. I really didn't either, and I'm a Cardinals fan. <laughs> um, nationally wild card, we get the uh, Brewers versus the Nationals. Nationals throwing Scherzer. Brewers throw in a combination of uh, maybe Jordan Lyle and and they may throw Woodruff. Maybe I don't I don't know who they're throwing. That's what it that's what it says. It says Brandon Woodruff is starting. Woodruff. That's prob- probably three innings. I was going to say he's been stretched out to all of two innings so far in his uh, two starts he's made since coming back from the DL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean the bullpen though is is pretty legit. At Mo- with Milwaukee. Oh yeah, so ugh. um, what do y'all think? How do you think the game's gonna go? Is Scherzer is Scherzer going 125 pitches, and they're just gonna ride that, or do you think Milwaukee can get to Scherzer? I I personally think Scherzer may go 200 if possible here. Like I think they're just gonna ride him. Like at this point, like they're just making it to the next to the next wave. I mean, they may even throw Strasburg. Um, in that game, like I, the Brewers, yeah, they've been really good. To my surprising, without Yelich, like they've played really good the last couple of weeks. But then in one game up against Scherzer, I I just don't see it happening. I'm going to pick Milwaukee. Um, they proved they could win and uh, win and go home games last year. You know, they had to uh, win a one game playoff against the Cubs for the division and then uh, played well in the division in the uh, division series last year. So I'm going to pick Milwaukee. I think their bullpen's amazing. And I think that's going to be the deciding factor. Um, I don't think, I don't think they'll get to Scherzer all that much, but maybe, you know, three, four runs is all they need. So I think Milwaukee wins that game. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence on this one. I don't think Milwaukee is going to get to, uh, Scherzer, and I think the best case scenario is they run his pitch count up, and Dave Martinez takes him out of the game because that Nationals bullpen is brutal. And if it comes down to a game of bullpens, as they well said, big advantage for Milwaukee on that one. So I, I guess I would have to pick the Nationals just because Scherzer's going to start. But if it gets to the bullpen and, and it's a one-run game or tied, or Milwaukee has a lead. I think it's game over. Milwaukee's going to win. Moving on, the winner of this series gets to face the Dodgers, the National League juggernaut. Jeez. Um, 
I, I personally tend to think that the Nationals have a better chance to beat the uh, Dodgers because of the start, their starting rotation. Um, would you all agree, disagree on that one? What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think even though I picked Milwaukee to win the win the wild card game, I think you're right. Um, in a in a longer series, I would go with with the Nationals with the better chance there. Um, but I I think the Dodgers they're not quite Houston, but they've got uh, Bueller and Kershaw and um, Hinjin Ryu. Hopefully I said that right. But, um, I mean, they're <laughs> – I'm glad you said it before I did. <laughs> I know. Uh, I should have just said Ryu. I mean, those three guys are uh, – I know Kershaw's been hit pretty hard in the playoffs, but he's not the he's not the ace anymore, and so maybe the pressure's off of him a little bit. And so I think he might show up. So I think I'd pick the Dodgers against either of those teams. Uh, I could agree with that. I, I really like your statement about how Kershaw – you know, you said he wasn't the ace anymore, and he does anymore, and he doesn't have all the pressure on him. Hopefully, because man, he's been such a good pitcher for the 162 game season, and so bad in the playoffs historically. But yeah. I, I think this is the year for them to go to the uh, to the National League Championship Series. He's kind of flying under the radar. Like you know, you think of the Dodgers, you don't even really think of Kershaw much anymore. Yeah, so it's I can kind of, that. But he's had a good season once again. So I think the pressure might be off of him a little bit. I I think the uh, Dodgers really want to see Milwaukee. I think they would love to see Milwaukee. I don't think they want any part of a rotation that would be Strasbourg or Strasburg, Corbin Scherzer. And I think if this is the playoffs, I think they're going short rest for those three. I think the, uh, the Nats will ride those three. And as far as the Nationals bullpen, I mentioned how bad it is. The Dodgers bullpen's not much better, I don't think. Uh, Kenley Jansen, he's he has been very hittable this year. Uh, I'm not sure that if you're a Dodgers fan, you can trust him coming into a close game or tie game for that matter. Uh, I think the Nationals could give the Dodgers some fits. I really do. But Dodgers are a juggernaut. Yeah, who knows? So, so who are you picking? Who do you think? I would pick the Nats if they get there. Oh wow! Ooh, okay, interesting pick. If like uh, if if it's the Brewers, it's it's for sure the Dodgers. I don't. I mean, the Brewers don't have the lineup. I mean, or pitching. Do you and think the one Chris thing about Welch makes a difference. If he was at the Brewers, would you pick the Brewers over the Dodgers? No, no, he makes zero difference. So, the one thing about relief pitchers is they have the re- reason they're in the bullpen is because they only have two pitches, most likely. And when you get in a longer series, the, the batters see the same pitchers over and over. And uh, it's kind of like a Raldis Chapman when the Cubs won the World Series. You saw him become kind of hittable. And Madden brought him in for like an eight-inning save or eight-out save for some reason. Remember that? <laughs> hey, well. That was so stressful. I, <laughs> he was he's throwing like 40 pitches, like back-to-back nights. Like, <laughs> what the hell yeah, and Never like his stuff, while, he would just throw it straight to the backstop. <laughs> <laughs> and his stuff just—I mean, you get a reliever throwing like haters me throwing two innings a game. I mean, they're probably going to put him on like a thirty-pitch limit, but he, it, he pounds the strike zone. Um, who would you take if I gave you like Chapman in his prime or Hater right now? Who would you take? Probably leaning Hater because he throws more strikes. Has Chapman had a prom yet? Really? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. He was pretty unhittable there for a couple he, years. He was. I mean, his KD9 was something like 15, 16, 17. It was insane. Uh, I mean, they're very similar when it comes to how dominant they've, they were, or, you know, how Hayter is now and where, where Chapman was a few years back. Actually, like before he came over to Cubs. And they both actually came up as starters. Araldis from Cuba and then Hayter in the minors. He was a pitcher, like a starting pitching prospect. And it's crazy to think how long do you think Chapman would have lasted? Like his arm well, would have lasted. He was, throwing, he was throwing like 93 as a starter, 93, Ooh. 94. Yeah, he was trying to pace himself and it, it just didn't work out well. But when he put on the bullpen and just let him rock and fire, man, he's, he's pretty tough to hit. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Nationals if it's Nationals Dodgers. And if it's uh, Brewers Dodgers, I would definitely go Dodgers. Moving on to. Uh, I'm just, sorry, sidebar. I'm, I'm just looking at Chapman's stats. He had four straight years of 100 plus strikeouts. That's crazy. And he's probably throwing 60 innings, 67. Uh, yeah, yeah, not not many more than that. Um, innings pitch, 70, 60, 54 one year, and he had 106 strikeouts. Nah, Holy crap! I'm giving that. That is very impressive. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. Um, moving on to everybody's favorite series of the first round. It's uh, the good guys, the Atlanta Braves versus the bad guys, the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, you guys, you guys may not be friends after, the, after this is all over. Oh. It, it, well, you have you have no rooting interest other than Doug's an asshole, and uh, you hate the Cardinals. So, what's your take on this series? And I'll let myself and Doug kind of jump in where we agree and disagree. Well, if anybody's an asshole, right? oh, no, I'm not going to bring up fantasy <laughs> baseball and what Chris did. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I I like the Braves um, only because, like I said earlier, I'm not sure how the Cardinals have been doing this. Um, they, uh, I, the I, I've I've been saying for a couple years, like, you know, this last year I felt like like the Braves look very similar to how the Cubs did. Um, before they kind of went on their run and won the, won the World Series. Like, the last year was kind of their, like, I knew they were going to be good, but I didn't know they were going to be that good, the Braves, and they made it to the World, you know, and then they made it to the playoffs. I feel like they have a decent shot of, of making it to the World Series this year. So, I'm riding that. I'm going to say Braves, but I think it's a super competitive series because you can't ever count the Cardinals out. Chris, you want to start or you want me to go? Um, I'll let you go. I'm intrigued. This is going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I will say this with my head, not with my heart. I do believe that Atlanta is a more talented team. I think that the players that they have coming up, the talent that they have is outstanding with Soroka and Albies and Acuna. I mean, they're all, what, like 321 or something crazy? Yeah, they're all 21, 22. Yeah, so the talent they have – is outrageous but whenever you put it down to october in a five-game series veteran leadership means so much i think the cardinals Jesus have shown that Christ. before i'm telling you right now chris, back oh. when chris carpenter was there and he couldn't even pitch but he was leading that team to a world series adam wainwright is going to do the same thing this year and the cardinals are going to smoke the braves you you are speaking from the heart right there <laughs> There's nothing I started with the head and then I went to the heart. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, the series really comes down to the Braves are just better. Uh, the Cardinals. I look at their team. I look at their like the whole team. I don't. I don't know what position the Cardinals are better than the Braves at. Uh, Catcher and, for sure. Uh, 
Yeah, the 47-year-old Yadier and Molina. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We do yeah, that against the 47-year-old Brian <laughs> Okay. You got catcher. That's, there's one position. I'm waiting for the rest. Uh, Matt Carpenter at like three positions. Have you seen Matt Carpenter hit this year? I don't care. I'll take him any. Yeah, he looks like Billy Hamilton. Um, <laughs> I, would, yeah, he, I would take I would take Flaherty over anybody in the starting rotation for the, the Braves. That's fair. Yeah. I don't disagree. He, he's been he's been the best pitcher in the National League since All Star break. He's been pretty uh, hot. But I love I love like like the bullpen. I love what the the Braves did at the trade deadline. Uh, they they do have Martin in the seventh, Green in the eighth, and uh, Melanson in the ninth. Uh, yeah, all three have been just really good. Uh, I did do give you Flaherty is the best starter in the in the series, but the Braves go in uh, probably Keuchel, Fulte, uh Soroka, and Freed. I I mean the Cardinals are going to go Mikolas in game one, Flaherty in two. I don't even know who the hell is pitching game three and four. I don't how uh, how crazy would you think I would sound if I said that Carlos Martinez may get a start in the series? Really? Why do you Why do you think that? I, you I, like I don't know. Closer? I, I, do what? Isn't he like their closer? Yes. Yeah, but I mean, as a former starting pitcher coming off of injury, they put him in the bullpen, kind of like a John Smoltz type situation. But with I mean, you're their, not going to tear his arm up though. For a World Series, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're. I mean, I, I just he's, think it's he's not been good in the bullpen, though. I don't, I, mean, I don't know what option starting pitcher. Right. Mm. He, he's. I mean, if if he's a starter, he's going to be like an opener going two innings or one time through the order. I can see that. I can see that. Is the Cardinals bullpen good enough to go six innings? Uh, no. Wouldn't say that at all. Okay. I mean, I mean, I don't trust Adam Adam Wainwright going more than four innings or maybe five. So uh, he's he's got it in him. I'm telling you, come October, he's ready to go. And um, don't count out Dakota Hudson. Come on, Chattanooga negative. I'm telling you, they would have clinched Saturday if they wouldn't have taken him out of the freaking game against the Cubs. He had oh. a shutout going until they brought in the bullpen. And immediately uh, gave I up want, like seven runs two innings later. Oh, that was I wanted, a sixth inning I wanted the Cubs to ruin like to uh <laughs> ruin the uh the central for the Cardinals so bad. Like Cubs had lost like eight straight coming in and they won two in a row. I was like, Oh please. Please sweep them. <laughs> I was I was hoping game one sixty three. Please sweep them and make them play play a wild card or yeah, play a, a playoff a play in game. Oh, that'd be great. Douglas prediction uh, number of games the series goes because obviously uh, Braves because I mean it's uh, the only logical choice. I'm so going Cardinals for sure. I want to go Cardinals in five just because Atlanta's got the home field advantage. You think they're gonna like be there's gonna be like an infield fly called or something? Is that what you're saying? Uh, hey, you won me fifty dollars last time. I'll take what yeah, take it dude. however I can get it. Yeah, <laughs> that was. The worst call in Major League Baseball history right there. That was a really bad call. I'm going Braves in four. Oh, I don't want to I don't want the series to go five because Flaherty's pitching game five and that does worry me. But Braves in four is my prediction there. Hey well. Braves in four. Come with you. Like it. Like it. Um oh. Braves versus Dodgers and or Nats. 
the Braves are kind of uh, banged up a little. I still think they're better than the Cardinals because the Cardinals just aren't good. But I don't think the Braves can beat either of those two teams, uh, just being candid. So I would go Dodgers. I would even take the Nats over them. I don't think the Braves, if the Cardinals were to beat the Braves by some miracle or some umpire mistake error, which (laughs) is always possible, uh, neither team has a chance against the Dodgers and or Nats, in my opinion. Uh, uh, oh, Doug, go ahead. Oh, I was I was just kind of going to agree on that. I would typically say that I would pick the Cardinals just because I'm a fan and the Cardinals have been historically really, really good against Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers since he's been there. But I think that they're such a well-rounded team that they probably sweep the National League pretty easily. I'm going to just – I'm going to pick the Braves just because. I don't know. I mean, I – I like it, AWOL. You're more optimistic than I am. I think, <laughs> the non-Braves fan picks the Braves, and the Braves fan doesn't even pick the Braves. I think the Dodgers are the best team in the National League, um, but I want to see something different. We've had two straight years of the Dodgers going to the World Series, so I'm going to say Braves. Why not? Let's do, let's go. Let's go Braves. My, I love it. That's what I'm talking about. What's the money line bet on that right now? I wonder. No, no. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. It's probably I mean, like I love I love the Braves so. lineup. I love the Braves lineup. Uh, like one through five are they're really really good. One through four. Let's be honest. Don't don't, th- don't stretch it four. further further than you need to. Wait, wait. Am I two through four because their leadoff batter has more oh, strikeouts than anybody in baseball? I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure why he's batting leadoff if he strikeouts every other at bat. Makes because no he sense. still gets on base. He still gets on base. Uh, and strikes out the other half of the times. <laughs> Leadoff batters supposed to see a lot of pitches and get on base. Yeah, when when players walk a lot, they do see a lot of pitches. What what's he at? Two oh five on strikeouts this year. He didn't like, get two hundred. I think it's like one eighty <laughs> something. <laughs> they did shut him down before he could uh, get to that threshold. Oh, that was awful nice of Smith. I mean, did, did he get clo- he got he got close to forty forty, but he didn't get it right. It was 41 homers, 37 steals. Um, not, not bad for a 21-year-old. Yeah, not bad for a 21-year-old season. I mean, his on-base percentage is 365. I mean, I don't I don't know what else you want. Um, I, I don't know how you could hate him batting leadoff. That's just asinine in and of itself. I did, Doug, you're dumb for that idea. One of your dumbest ideas you've had in a while. <laughs> Um, like Cunio, Albies, Freeman, Donaldson, the top four are really good. After that, it kind of gets a little suspect for the Braves. I think Marquez, if that's who you're going with for the fifth spot, AWOL. AWOL. I, I, you know I love me some future Hall of Famer Nick Marquez. He's going to have the most mediocre 3,000 hit career ever. Oh my God! I can't stand I, him. I love so I love talking Howard. about Nick Markakis getting getting three thousand hits and somehow not getting in the Hall of Fame because he wasn't uh, even that good. Let's let's talk some Nick Markakis real fast. If you're the Braves next year, you have an option. You can pay him two million dollars to go away, or you can pay him. I think it's uh, six million dollars to play for you. Which one are you choosing? I. I mean, listen. He's not. He's not great. Um, definitely not a Hall of Famer. But 
leadership is good when you have a bunch of young guys. So I'd I'd pay him six million for some leadership, some decent hitting. I'd pay him. I I personally don't have a problem with paying him. I mean, they're going to get rid of Donaldson at the end of this year. Uh, have, I don't think they're uh, getting rid of Donaldson. I see. I think Austin Riley steps in there. You're going to have some cap room. Why not pay? Uh, the guy? Have Have you seen Austin Riley play the second half of the year? Well, he looked really good for the first couple of months he played. So first, I mean, he's first three I mean, weeks. He's, he's what? Like he's like 21, 22 as well. He's about 23, 24. Okay. Well, I I give him some time to figure it out because uh, I somebody's going to pay Donaldson a whole lot of money. And I just wouldn't think it would be Atlanta next year. Mm. Yeah, year. he's he's gonna get a, he's gonna get paid. He he surprised me. I did not think he would come back and, and do what he did, but he's had a great year. He's he's been great. He's played goal glove defense at third base. He's kind of plugged himself into the uh four hole behind Freeman very, very nicely. I love him. If I found the money to get a haircut. Uh, uh, what are you talking about? You don't like the mullet? <laughs> <laughs> Mullets, oh, it's impressive. He's the Joe Dirt of Major League Baseball. <laughs> he is from South Alabama. What else do you expect, Douglas? That's a good point. I'll give you that. What is that? Oh. Billy Hamilton's on the Braves roster. I just did not know. He this. is on the Braves roster. I was like a pinch runner on there. Probably had so many uh, Billy Hamilton jokes tonight. <laughs> so, true story: the Braves basically claimed off waivers from Kansas City. And they're paying him about a million dollars this year. And the Brace GM quote was, yeah, we're not going to let him hit at all. We're just bringing him in here for uh, his base running and defensive replacement at the end of the game. <laughs> like, Got to have those really positional fun. guys. And then our lovely manager, who I love him as a manager, but he leaves me scratching my head, starts Billy Hamilton like two straight games right after he was acquired, which I'm sure drove Anthopolis up a wall. Um. I think Donaldson's getting about a three-year, $75 million deal, and I think the Braves would be smart to sign him to that because the Braves are in a championship window right now, and they have the money. They have lots of money coming off the payroll, like Matt Kemp and Adrian Gonzalez, who neither one of y'all knew they were still paying. Wow, that that is very surprising. How long has it been since those guys have played for Atlanta? Um, Adrian Gonzalez was on Atlanta for like one day, and they released him right like the same day they traded him. Nice. And Matt wow. Kemp was awful. Matt Kemp's, oh, that guy was terrible. They literally traded him because he was a bad, uh, they were worried he'd be a bad influence on Ronald Acuna. Probably <laughs> a good idea. <laughs> uh, enough about the Braves. Let's uh, let's go to the World Series. Um, Dodgers and or Nats versus the Houston Astros. Who do y'all got you mean Braves versus the Houston Astros? <laughs> Dodgers, Nats, Braves. Anybody out of the National League versus the Houston Astros? Astros. I'm going to take the Astros. I, I, I can't see them being beat. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the same way. I want to make a boring pick that probably 95% of America does, that it's going to be Houston against the Dodgers. But in the end, I think it comes down to Houston – Having the hitters, the pitchers, the everything, the experience, oh, Verlander been there, the whole thing. Like, I just, it's just hard not to bet on the Houston Astros at this point with the team that they've put together right now. I co sign that Astros are going to win the World Series. And it's a thing, I, if it went more than five games, I'd probably be surprised. They're 
they're that good. Although baseball, anything can happen in a short series. Um, but when you're starting Verlander, Cole, Grinky, Verlander, Cole, good luck with that one. So this sounds bad, but my uh, my 12 year old nephew, um, his favorite team is the Astros. He just picked his favorite team as the Astros, like after they won the World Series. Are you talking and, about uh, Marcus? Yes, I'm talking about Marcus, um, whose dad is like the perennial front runner as far as pulling for teams. And his favorite NBA team is, you could probably guess who his favorite NBA team is, Golden State Warriors, as is every other 12 year olds. And so it's kind of, it's kind of like, I don't want the Astros to win because I, I've been trying to convince him not to be an Astros fan because I don't want him to be a front runner fan. Well, but, the only uh, other option is a Cincinnati Reds fan, like his dad. So maybe you should let him have some fun. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm saying it right now: the Reds make the playoffs next year. That's oh, my hot wow. take. Hey, why do you want to bet right now? I will take <laughs> bet you want. I'm, I don't know. I mean, the the, the central is tough, but I I like the the trajectory that the Reds are on. They've got some pitching finally. So the, the Reds rotation is pretty legit. Yes, Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo. Who's <laughs> other two? I don't know. I don't Wait, know does Scott Rowland still but... play for the Reds? Or fortunately, Joey Votto forgot how to play baseball this year, so <laughs> he did. That is unfortunate. Yeah. No, uh, so yes, I'm I'm being a bad uncle and rooting against the Astros so that <laughs> he doesn't have uh, even more reason to be a, a fan of a front-running team. So I'm gonna pull against any against the Astros if whoever they're playing. Maybe not the Dodgers. I don't know. I I guess I'm probably gonna pull against the Astros. Hopefully it's the Braves, but I think it's Dodgers Astros. Astros win. Ah. <sighs> This has been fun. It's fun talking baseball. I wish Logan and Hickman knew a little something about baseball besides for the strike in 94. <laughs> and they're going to use that as an excuse for baseball as a dying sport. Even though they, it's don't even, they, they, don't, they don't even appreciate it. It's such a great sport. It's I, I don't know. They don't, they don't give it a chance. They, I've seen both of them play softball, which is close enough to baseball. They, they probably were those. They, they played left field or right field in, uh, in Little League. Had to. Zero percent chance to play any other position. <laughs> so they take that frustration out, and uh, we have to suffer with not talking baseball on the regular podcast. So, well, fellas, thanks for joining me. Next year, we'll be doing some more uh, baseball specific uh, bonus episodes. So, definitely looking forward to it. Um, go Braves, Cubs. Go good Cubs, luck with go. your manager. Good luck with your be- manager hire. David yeah, Ross, <laughs> all about some David Ross. I, I'm hoping for it, but it's going to be an interesting offseason. But good luck to your friendship during this uh, division <laughs> series. I mean, you might want to say good luck to air friendship, depending on how fantasy uh, baseball turns out. Oh, my gosh. I can't. Uh, we don't have to talk about that. We don't so have to talk today. about it for another six months. So yes. maybe in six months you'll be over it. I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Questionable. Hey, at least it's fantasy football season. Both of us have good teams, so there's something we can get along with. That's fantasy true. I did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I had to start some some uh, studs today. Didn't give me many points, but that's all right. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. 
But that'll do it. Enjoyed it. Fellas, have a good night. And we'll talk later.